Hello and welcome to Bill Stern's Sports Newsreel from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Why is it that with sparkling water, I'm always playing guessing games with what flavor I'm drinking? Is it citrus? Is it aluminum can flavored? Mm, not sure. Sparkling ice though, they really mean flavor. Like in your face flavor. Orange mango, black raspberry. Don't even get me started on the strawberry lemonade. Kiwi strawberry slid right into my taste buds DMs last night and let them know who's boss. No subtleties there and no sugar either, but it does have vitamins and antioxidants. Find sparkling ice at a major grocery store or club retailer near you. Sparkling ice, anything but subtle. C-O-L-G-A-T-E, Colgate presents Bill Stern. With a Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on the air. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, with stories rare. Take his advice and you'll look keen. You'll get a shave that's smooth and clean. You'll be a Colgate brushless fan. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Bill Stern with the 333rd edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Featuring strange and fantastic stories, some that are legends, others mere hearsay. But also interesting, we'd like to pass them along to you. Our guest tonight is the most famous baseball player of all time, the one and only Babe Ruth. But first, real one. Portrait of a strange beginning. This is a story that's so interesting that I'd like to tell it to you as it was told to me. This is the story of a hobo. Actually, he wasn't a hobo in the true sense of the word. His name was Harry. His family had given him a good education, but because Harry liked to roam and because he wouldn't stay home, he became a hobo as he drifted from one town to another. Shortly after the turn of the century, when our story opens, Harry had just run away from his home, and he found himself in Baltimore, Maryland. He was broke, when one day on the street... He happened to find a dollar bill. A dollar to Harry meant a great deal. It meant food and a place to sleep. But then, suddenly, Harry remembered something else. He remembered that in a Baltimore orphan asylum was a youngster, a youngster who wanted more than anything else in the world to own a baseball bat. Harry had seen this youngster the day before, and the youngster told Harry how much he wanted a bat. For a while, Harry thought about the youngster and how much that baseball bat had mean to him. And then, Harry thought about what he himself could do with that dollar he just found. He could buy a big, thick steak. He could get a place to sleep. Harry was torn between two emotions. He wanted to spend the dollar on himself. And yet, somehow, he kept seeing that pleading face of the poor orphan boy begging for the baseball bat. It didn't take Harry long to make his decision. He decided to go without food so that he might buy that baseball bat for his little friend in the orphan asylum. After that... According to the story, Harry drifted from one town to another until finally he found himself in Canada traveling on a train. Only Harry didn't have any right to be on that train because Harry didn't have any ticket, nor did he have the money to buy one. And on the second day of that train trip, the conductor caught Harry. At first, the conductor merely asked Harry where his ticket was. But when Harry couldn't produce either a ticket or the money to pay for one, the conductor ordered that train stopped, and he ordered Harry thrown off. After Harry was thrown off that train, he began to look around to see where he was at. 
He was 30 miles from the nearest town, and, as he could plainly see, this part of Canada that he was in was wild and desolate. But Harry soon found out that food was plentiful and easy to get. So Harry decided to stay where he was, at least for the time being. One day, Harry made a curious discovery. For in searching for food, Harry discovered that certain rocks in the ground contained a brownish metal. Harry thought he knew what he'd stumbled onto, but he wanted to be sure. And after experimenting with those rocks, Harry was sure. He had discovered gold. Feverishly, Harry dug into the ground. The deeper he dug, the more gold he found. The Canadian government recognized Harry's claim, for he discovered gold on the spot where he'd been thrown off that train. And he became the second richest man in all of Canada. Such is the strange story of a former hobo named Harry. His full name was Harry Oakes. And his gold mine, which he did discover on the exact spot where he'd been thrown off that train, that gold mine gave him over $200 million. But remember when Harry was poor, when he was drifting around in Baltimore, Maryland, how the story said that he'd bought a baseball bat for a poor youngster in an orphan asylum? Well, that baseball bat inspired that youngster to take up the game. And this youngster liked the game of baseball so well that he went on to become the greatest ball player of all time, for his name was Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth will be with us in person in just a few minutes. That's why we told this story tonight. The story of the strange beginning of baseball's greatest player. Real two. If I were to write the story of the colorful manager of the Pittsburgh Pirates, I'd like to call it Flashing Through the Years with Frisch, because that expresses the tempo of Frankie Frisch, known in his playing days as the Fordham Flash. Maybe Frankie would reciprocate with a piece called Flashing Through a Shave with Colgate Freshless Shave Cream. As a matter of fact, Frankie recently wrote me, Dear Bill, I always envy those kids with beards like peach fuzz who could shave so fast with a no-brush cream. But I never dreamed a brushless shave cream could soften my tough whiskers until you got me to try Colgate Brushless. Honestly, Bill, that Colgate Brushless shave cream of yours gives me marvelously smooth, comfortable shaves with all the speed and convenience of no brushwork. Thanks a lot. Signed, Frankie Fresh. You know, the part of that letter that I like best are those three words, thanks a lot. I think you'll say thanks a lot, too, when you try Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. This is the shave cream of champions. The brushless cream made specially for you men with tough beards and naturally dry, sensitive skin. This is the shave cream made to give you more shaving comfort. Made to stay moist and active, clear through your shave. Made to soften the toughest whiskers so your razor can chalk up a snag-free performance. And remember, Colgate Brushless isn't gummy or greasy. Rinses off your face and razor in a flash. Look, man, take my tip. Try Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. And if you're not completely satisfied... Just send the top of the carton to me. Bill Stern, Kara Colgate, Jersey City, Zone 2, New Jersey. And you'll get double your money back. Okay? Okay, then get a jumbo jar. That's the big nine-ounce economy-sized jar of Colgate Brushless Shave Cream. And get it tonight. Real three. Profile of last Sunday. Last Sunday was St. Patrick's Day. And because it was St. Patrick's Day, we're telling this legend tonight. For this is a St. Patrick's Day legend as told to me. This is the story of Stanley Ketchell. Stanley Ketchell was one of the greatest fighters who ever lived. He came blazing out of the West shortly after the turn of the century. He was rough. He was tough. In fact, Stanley Ketchell was one of the roughest fighters who ever fought in a prize ring. As long as any opponent stayed on his feet, Stanley Ketchell would tear into that opponent like a wild animal. He never showed any mercy to anyone. He was hated for what he did as he crippled man after man. Once in Cleveland, Ohio, on a St. Patrick's Day, according to the story. Stanley Ketchell fought an Irish youngster named Ernie Ball. Now, Ernie Ball was no match for the great Stanley Ketchell. 
And even though the fight was on a St. Patrick's Day and Ernie Ball was an Irishman, Stanley Ketchell proceeded to give Ernie Ball such a frightful beating that the youngster crumpled up on the floor in a bloody heap, and he never fought again. However, it's really little wonder that Stanley Ketchell was able to beat Ernie Ball so badly. For Stanley Ketchell was rapidly becoming one of America's most famous prize fighters. He knocked out one man after another until finally, Stanley Ketchell became the middleweight champion of the world. Stanley Ketchell remained a ruthless fighter, even after he'd won the championship. A fighter who beat his opponents as badly as he could, until one day, at the very height of his career, Stanley Ketchell was murdered. The story of Stanley Ketchell's murder created a sensation. And after he was dead, the police went through his personal belongings. And in going through his effects, according to the story as told to me, they came upon a curious piece of paper. It was a letter written by Stanley Ketchell about a year before he was murdered. A letter that in effect read, To whom it may concern. They've called me a ruthless fighter, a man without mercy. In most cases, that was true. Only once did I ever regret giving an opponent a bad beating. That once was back on a St. Patrick's Day in Cleveland, Ohio. When some of you may remember, I fought an Irish youngster named Ernie Ball. And the only reason I'm sorry I beat him so badly is because I later found out that he wasn't a professional prize fighter at all. He was merely a youngster who was trying to get some money for an education. Thereby, I hereby direct whoever settles up my estate to please see that this youngster, Ernie Ball, gets $1,000. And I hope he uses this money for his education. Signed, Stanley Ketchum. Ernie Ball did use that money for an education. He immediately came to New York City where he began to study music until one day... He wrote a song, a great song. The song became famous. So did Ernie Ball. And yet, according to this story, he might never have gotten to New York City, and he might never have written this song, but for a rough prize fighter named Stanley Ketchell and a prize fight that took place on St. Patrick's Day. But the strangest part of this story is that this song that Ernie Ball did write as the result of a prize fight held on St. Patrick's Day, that song became famous as a great St. Patrick's Day song, for that song was... When Irish eyes are smiling. Sure they steal your heart away. Profile of a great St. Patrick's Day song that according to legend began with a St. Patrick's Day prize fight. Real four. In just a moment, we'll present in person the most famous baseball player of all time, Babe Ruth. But first, Arthur Gary. Why do so many great sports stars go all out for Colgate Brushless Shave Cream? Why? Brother, they've proved that Colgate Brushless delivers the maximum in shaving comfort with a minimum of time and trouble, you betcha. Smooth on this light, fluffy cream. See how it softens the toughest whiskers. See how it stays moist, doesn't dry out. Gives your razor a grand assist for a close, clean, snag-free shave. See how Colgate Brushless Shave Cream rinses off razor and face jiffy quick because it's not gummy or greasy. That's champion performance, men. It's what you can expect every time you use Colgate Brushless, the shave cream of champions. So buy yourself a jumbo jar tonight. And now, Bill Stern with his special guest, Babe Ruth. Real five. Colgate's camera close-up of Babe Ruth. Here is the most famous baseball player of all time, the one and only Babe Ruth. Uh, Bill, may I ask some questions, please? On what, babe? On the story you just told. Well, go right ahead. Well, let's take the first story, the one about Harry Oaks and me. Okay. 
Are you sure that it was Harry Oakes who left that baseball bat for me at the orphan asylum? Well, babe, I wasn't there. I can only say that that was the story as told to me. And how about being thrown off the train in Canada and finding a gold mine on the spot where he was thrown off? Well, babe, that story came from his own wife. All right, let's go on to the second story. Fire away, babe. Did Stanley Ketchell really give Ernie Ball the money that got Ernie Ball to New York? Well, now, there are two versions of that, babe. One version is that he was given the money by Ketchell, and the other version is he used the money he got from fighting Ketchell to get to New York. But either way, it's amazing that a prize fighter should be responsible for the success of a tender song. Yes, you're right, babe. It is amazing. Now, if you don't mind, let me switch this around and ask you some questions. Who's going to win the American League pennant? Why, the New York Yanks. Oh, babe, you might be prejudiced, but let's ask you who's going to win the National League pennant. I think the St. Louis Cardinals. Well, babe, tell me this. What do you think of this new Mexican baseball league? Why, it's mainly a lot of hot air. <laughs> Who's the greatest ball player playing baseball today? Well, I think Ted Williams and Joe DiMaggio. And who would you say was what was the greatest baseball team of all time? I would say the Yanks of 1927, because on that team was Bob Musil, Tony Desari, Earl Coombs, Herb Pennock, and many others. And a good manager... Named Miller Huggins. And there was another player on that team by the name of Lou Gehrig. Well, I, I guess... hope he is never forgotten. Lou Gehrig was a great baseball player. But more than that, he was a great man. A man whose life was an inspiration to America. On the day that Lou Gehrig died, a legend was born. No, babe, he can never be forgotten. Thanks so much. Good luck and good night, Babe Ruth. And that's the three-o mark for tonight. Next Friday night, we'll be back same time, same stations, with another edition of the Colgate Shave Cream Sports Newsreel. Our guest next Friday evening from Hollywood will be the lovely movie star, Miss Benita Granville. So be sure and be with us next Friday night at our usual time when we present as our guest the famous screen star, Benita Granville. See you then. And until then, I'll be seeing you on the screen in the News of the Day Newsreel at your favorite Lowe's or Associated Theaters. Now until this same time next Friday night when we greet you with our special guest, Benita Granville... This is Bill Stern for Colgate Shave Cream, wishing you all a good, good night. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, is on his way. Bill Stern, the Colgate Shave Cream Man, had lots to say. He told you tales of sports heroes, the inside dope he really knows. So listen in next Friday night. C-O-L-G-A-T-E. Ladies, your grocer would just love to sell you all the soap you want. Sure he would. But he can't do that right now. Because the country's shortage of fat is keeping you short of soap. That's why, ladies, you're asked to save your used kitchen fat. Save it and sell it to your butcher for four cents a pound. So fill a tin and turn it in. The Bill Stern Show tonight came to you from New York City. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company.